these i just feel like what is up with these old men beefing online like that's my thing like y'all are too old to be beefing online cedric over there someone asked him in an interview like on a uh, at, a, at an event and he's like you know they put this on the blogs like blog it's a podcast like oh my god you don't even know you so old you don't even know like nigga what oh yeah they, you know what they do nowadays on the blogs i was like these old niggas need to stop fucking arguing online I'm this is dead. just not it this is not fucking <laughs> it like literally Welcome back to another episode of the Petty Headquarters. I'm your host, Tiana Locke, and this is Jesse Strange. And today we are going to be diving deep into some some crazy shit. First and foremost, Cat Williams clearly started off the new year crazy. Yeah. He the, came in hot. The internet is going wild over yeah. his interview. Yeah, he created a storm. Like the new year just started, sir. Like, calm down. So you know we had a we had to listen to it. Thirty six million views yeah. in like three days. How freaking crazy is yeah, that? Yeah, that is pretty insane. Um, honestly, <laughs> it, it looked like he had a lot to say. He had this shit on his chest. Yeah. He had that shit on his chest. Um, but for those that don't know, Cat Williams did sit down with Shannon Sharp um, on an interview. You know, with Shay Shay. And yeah, he clearly had a lot to say, you know, clearly Shannon wanted to just ask him about him. And in the beginning, it just all hell broke loose. Like Kat was like, I did not come here to play with you hoes. Like and that, that was the energy. <laughs> yeah, he started off high. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, we're just going to we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive into that. Um, yeah, it's a lot from Ricky Smiley to Cedric, the entertainer to Steve Harvey, to P. Diddy, to Kevin Hart, to, oh my God, Tiffany Haddish. It's just a lot. <laughs> he said a lot of shit, and I watched that whole fucking interview. Two hours and 46, 46 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. was, it was insane. So we hope that you guys, you know, stick around. <laughs> Cause we really working. That's really work. It was it was kind of tough, mm-hmm. you know, for <laughs> sticking through the whole t- the whole thing. That's just my opinion. <laughs> That's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I'm dead. Yeah, I had to take some minutes. You know, I had to take some days. That's it. Took me like what four days to finish that yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a lot, but uh, I finished it, and yeah. I have a lot to say. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your take on this shit, honestly. Yeah, I feel like this whole interview really just speaks about the industry that people tiptoe around. Yeah. And I'm just like in shock. Which is kind of interesting because we kind of touched on it a little bit on the last episode. Mm -hmm. If you guys are following the episodes here, we kind of touched on it already without Cat Williams confirming a lot of it. No. It's kind of interesting. So crazy. So to start off, Kat, you know, immediately off rip starts talking about Ricky Smiley. Mm-hmm. And this has been a thing. He says he's not funny. He said he didn't get the role for Money Mike that he claims he did on the last interview that he did with Shannon Sharp. And I'm just like, this is so crazy. So he just spilled the beans. 
And he just was so so petty that I was like, wow, like this man really said the only time I work with Ricky Smiley is if that nigga's wearing a dress. Like <laughs> he said he had it in a he contract. He had it in a contract. Like I'm just like, wow, that's 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 a different form of petty. Basically, it seems like he's never really been a fan of the guy. And honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't know who Ricky Smiley was until he spoke about him. Yeah. So I mean, and I, and I know who Steve Harvey is. I know who Cedric the Entertainer is. I know who Bernie Mac is. Hello, legend, R.I.P. Like I know who Kevin Hart is. Obviously, everyone knows who that is. I know like a lot of Mike Epps. Like I know these comedians. But when he said Ricky Smiley, I'm like, who is <laughs> like who are you? Like I don't know who that is. So I really had to look him up, and yeah. I don't really know. Honestly, what are your thoughts about the whole thing that he said about Ricky Smiley and the whole thing about he's always in a dress when you see him. He doesn't really have any original roles. He doesn't have any Netflix specials, not even on Tubi, nothing. Like, he really came for this man. Yeah, he did. Um, My thoughts, honestly, first of all, it took 30 minutes before Shannon was able to freaking ask him a question. So mm-hmm. he came in freaking hot. Yeah. One. Two, my thoughts on the whole thing was poor Ricky Smiley. I mean, look, he Cat Williams clearly got something against him. Guys, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all, all right? It was really hard. I'm not big on movies. I'm not big on comedians. I'm not big on all that shit. So it was kind of hard to keep up with what was what. He spilled a lot of fucking tea. Mm-hmm. But, um... What I mean, what do you got to say? What did you take from all that, honestly? Like, I mean, he did, like, you know, one-up him, right? He, I mean, he's got a point. He don't got a special. And he does play a lot of female roles. But, like... So I guess my take on this whole thing, like, it's not necessarily about the dress, right? It's not about, oh, yeah, all the roles you play, it's all female. What it's really about is the fact that you had the audacity, I guess, according to um, Cat Williams, you had the audacity to go on this interview with someone else and claim that you sh- you were the one that was supposed to get the role when, frankly, they don't even think you're that great of an actor. Because if they did, you would have had your own shit. And the story is, you don't. You know, yeah. you don't even have your own specials. And again, that's not shitting on you. That's just him speaking facts. Because now it's like you want to sit here and say all this other stuff. So let's really bring out the facts now since you want to since you want to talk. Right. So right, and right. I feel like it really <laughs> comes from that standpoint of like, of like you know, why is it that you have all this mouth, but like you don't have the criteria to back it up? You don't have the criteria to back it up. So, of course, Kat felt some type of way. He felt like he needed to address it. And yeah. So I have a clip of there's like there was like it's crazy because Ricky Smiling when he was talking with Shannon, there was a little bit of discrepancies in some of the stuff that he <laughs> said. So you were originally supposed to play Cat Williams character. Yes. And Cat Williams was supposed to play. Mike, and somebody said, no, we want you to play Mike. The uh, beaver-ass Santa Claus. Right, and then, <laughs> yeah, cause Cat Williams was gonna be the Santa Claus. Right. And then, uh, and they switched it over. Right. Cause I, when I auditioned, I auditioned for Mighty Mike. Right. You know, so when I went in there to audition, I'm at the toilet. Uh, when, when Cat Williams right. went to use the bathroom, right. that was, that was, that's the line I had to use to audition. So they switched it up. So I'm like, yeah, I can do this Santa Claus role. Uh, Friday, uh, you know, but I didn't know. So that is just a clip of the other, of Ricky Smiley in the interview with Shannon. And he's saying all this stuff. First and foremost, he said Mighty Mike. Um, The role is Money Mike. So that's the first thing where it's like, okay, do you even know the role that you allegedly were supposed to get over Kat? So that's one. 
And then there's another clip. And told you he had Cat Williams' role. He was gonna be Money Mike. Wait. And Cat Williams was gonna be fr was gonna be the Santa Claus. And uh, just for clarification, I went out to audition for Friday After Next as Money Mike, not the Santa Claus. And that that is that is the honest God true. So that's another part where now it just feels like okay. What was it then? Did you were you supposed to get the role, or right. did you just go and audition for Money Mike, and you just did not get the role? Right. So now it just feels like you're going back and forth, and it's just not making any sense, and it just feels like again you're not really standing up for yourself. Yeah, you're not really, and this is going back. And again, I don't know much. I don't know these people in real life, but just judging by how he's speaking, it just seems like you're not that sure of yourself, mm -hmm. and this is probably why you get treated the way you. Do and probably don't get as much roles as you wanted. I don't know. But these people are still, at the end of the day, very successful people in their own merit, in their own right. But I'm just speaking on that. I thought that was crazy. And I felt like, hmm, there has to be some truth to that if one minute you were talking about, yeah, I was supposed to get this role. And then you said Mighty Mike when the role is Money Mike. Then you're over there talking about, oh, all I know is one thing for sure. I did audition for it. But OK, so that means you weren't supposed to get it. You just right, auditioned for it. Right. So that's what it's looking that's like. That's what it's looking like. So now it's just like, OK. Okay, you know, I don't want to stay stick too much on the whole Ricky Smiley thing and stick too much on like every single individual that he talked about. My main thing with this whole interview is to, just to kind of like overall look at like some of the stuff that he really said in that entire interview, some stuff checks out, which kind of makes me just question like, what does he know? Like what? Like, it's just so insane to me. So and and it's really like, um. What I really took away most about it, because like, yeah, the tea was juicy, right? Like it was hot. The tea was definitely hot. But I think this interview really shows who Cat Williams is, mm -hmm. you know, and I think he has a very interesting story as well. And I feel like his life story kind of, you know, like who he is as a person and who he is as a comedian really like reflects that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the way, you know, he he went into his upbringing and like what he had to do to get to where he is, which kind of, if I put myself in his position, can understand why I would feel some type of way too. And, and come hot when people right. trying to, you know, sit there and fucking trying to like make me look like I didn't put in the work mm -hmm. when I did all this. And I know damn well, you ain't even do half of that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Yeah, his story was definitely really crazy. Like, leaving to, to live on your own at 13 is just crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, your yeah. parents weren't worried about you. Like, yeah. well, like damn. They didn't, yeah, his dad, I mean. They ain't fuck with him. Right. Apparently. <laughs> Clearly. And I mean, it's like, it's so scary because he really did that. But mm -hmm. moving on, his next thing that he says, which was, like, honestly a really, really, really big shock, is that he claimed that Kevin Hart is an industry plant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's sitting there basically saying, like, yep, I mean, the way he, he came out of nowhere, like, all of a sudden he's getting this, getting that, getting this. What do you think an industry plan is? And I'm just like... What do you think? Do you, do you think Kevin Hart is an actual industry plan? <sighs> okay. Honestly, what I'm going to sit here and say is I don't know, but I won't be surprised. And the reason... 
listen, at the end of the day, I don't want to discredit anyone's hard work, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kevin did what he needed to do and made his own choices in life and his timeline to get to where he got to. But like we were saying before, sometimes you just don't get to certain places without making certain sacrifices. And I feel like maybe he made certain sacrifices that maybe he didn't agree with, but decided I need to put food on the table. I need to have a life for me and my family. So I don't know what anyone's life choices were, but I'm not also going to omit the entire fact that he may is a possibility, but I'm also not going to sit here and say, I a hundred percent agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, at the same time, I feel like I don't think Kat's lying about some of the stuff that he said so far in that interview. And I just feel like when Kevin Hart responded, he didn't really deny anything. So first and foremost, let's, I know that doesn't mean anything, but let's just, let's get to it because he claimed Kevin Hart's an industry plant. He also called him one of the many gatekeepers Mm -hmm. of comedy Mm -hmm. and said that he unlocked the gate for Tiffany Haddish, which I mean, it is true. Tiffany Haddish, when coming up, she did kind of like come up under Kevin Hart's wing. And, you know, it was one of those things. He was her mentor. He helped her and did all the stuff for her. Okay, cool. Great. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Kevin Hart, his response, it's crazy because he said so many different things. So one of his responses were, he posted something on Twitter and he yeah, was like, I saw that. gotta get that anger up out of here, champ. It's honestly sad. In the meantime, please enjoy my movie trailer to my next film, Lift, yada, yada, yada. So that was that. But then he went on to make sarcastic jokes about him um, on a NBA Unplugged segment. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm gonna play it here. It's about the... Um New York Knicks. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Cat Williams bought the Knicks. He definitely bought it. He bought the Knicks, yeah. and uh, it's rumored that he took the Knicks back, returned them with a receipt. That's yeah, you could do that. You yeah. didn't know you could do the that. The first person ever did. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. they gave him a 30-day policy. He, had a, well, he bought them for 15 days. And returned them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So another fun fact about the yeah. New York Knicks. He made the team. He, made, he played. He played. Oh, he played. He played, he played with the Knicks. He played with, he played with them. Well, you know he's fast. They say he's fast. Yeah, he's running he's a sub one of the fastest. 3.9. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you say? A, a sub 3.9. He figured out how to play basketball from reading all them yeah. books. 3,000 of them. 3,000 yeah. a year. A, a year. And that's yeah. two a day. Yeah. At six years old. That's two a day. <laughs> Who knew? He was so voracious. At the age seven, he got accepted <laughs> to the, I think it was Delaware University. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never made public news. No. Ever. <laughs> the biggest secret, the biggest oh. secret in the world. Hey, <laughs> smartest kid to ever do it. They kept it a secret for, for 48 years. Yeah. They kept it a secret. And they, it just dropped on us. Right. Well, speaking well, of which, was hitchhiking on side of the street yeah. at 13. Yeah. So they couldn't find it. Speaking of which, Kev, you've you've had a busy week. Yeah, yeah. But a tough one. Yeah, real real busy week, fellas. <laughs> a real busy one. Okay. Oh, John Morant coming in to the ah. Lakers. Okay, so that was like, a, you know, those little like snarky, yeah. sarcastic remarks based off of whatever he said in the interview with Shannon Sharp. So my thing about that, now, first and foremost, if you're watching this, you'd have to see the interview already. 
Because we are not going to show clips of the interview. Mm -hmm. That was a three-hour interview. So if you didn't watch it, maybe this is not for you. You're not going to know what we're talking about. And if you did watch it, then you're going to know what we're talking about. And we're just going to be overall talking about the whole thing and just talking about how certain things kind of don't add up and all that stuff. So first and foremost, you know, first it was a tweet that he tweeted. Then it was that little snippet. And honestly, I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't know. Before, it seems like they always had beef. So after digging up into this, it seems like they always had beef for a long time. At some point, Kevin Hart had went to the breakfast club and mm-hmm. said that um, Cat Williams did drugs. So, and that's why Cat Williams said in, in the uh, interview that like, I've never done drugs a day in my life. None of that stuff. All he does is weed and that's it. And mm-hmm. like, that's pretty much it. So yeah, Kevin And this is what made me kind of wonder if he was an industry plant after seeing this interview. When he went on The Breakfast Club and talked, he was with Tiffany Haddish. And this is what he had to say to Charlemagne, the God. My frustration with Cat Williams comes from, you keep pointing at Hollywood. Hollywood this, the white man, this, this, and this. When do you take responsibility for your actions? You had the shot. Cat was in that position at one you point. You were the guy. Yeah. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. You fucked off promo shoots. You fucked off your promo fucking uh, trips that they had set up for you. You became a risk to the studios, which is why the studios stopped fucking with you. Why was he a risk? He chose drugs. Oh, okay. Take responsibility for what you chose and say, you know what? I got to fix me, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to stand up for comedy. Mm-hmm. So when you say Tiffany Haddish doesn't deserve or isn't really a comedian, and these other women have worked hard, which they have. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Melanie Cam- Camacho. Shouts out to Lunell. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Leslie Jones, who are all underneath the umbrella of Cat Williams. Cat Williams, have you ever used your platform to fucking bring the people that were under you up? Mm. You haven't. So because you haven't, don't shit on those that now are. I've used my platform, and I've brought my guys and girls up. Mm-hmm. The brand of Kevin Hart is a brand that's expanded so fucking far, whether you like me or not. Yo, not Tiffany Haddish being like, yeah, I know. She is. I don't care. I'm weak at her reaction. (laughs) You know what? I'm really glad that you um, showed me that interview, though, because it's interesting that Kevin Hart is really like protecting Hollywood Mm -hmm. when the reality of it is Hollywood is is exactly what Cat Williams is talking about. And people In my have opinion. said it many, many, many times again. So I, I guess what struck out to me the most is when he was like, you can't keep blaming the white man. I was like, and that's that's exactly what I thought. Now too. I really think you were industry plant, because why did you feel like I know Cat Williams does talk a lot about, you know, but honestly, I don't know. I just feel like you as a black man, I don't know why you didn't have to say that. And I just feel that like that made me feel some type of way. It, go, it's like one of those things where, you know how, and you see this a lot. There's a lot of, uh, let's just say black and Spanish, uh, people who conform to mm-hmm. the quote unquote white man. And the white man could just be someone powerful of status it can be they can be black too just conform to the status quo exactly just like you know they they they're those type of people that'll be like don't act rowdy because you're in a room full of white people that's what it gave yeah yeah so it's kind of like that that type of mentality yeah and you can tell that he's catered to that Mm -hmm. right and he does have a point right like you know 
you pick your poison. Clearly, Kevin Hart has catered to that, which is why he's been presented with more opportunities to be a bigger star in movies and, and all these other opportunities that Cat Williams doesn't get offered because, because he, he speaks the truth to it and he speaks the truth. And this is why I just feel like he must not be lying with some of the stuff that he has said, because look, he clearly, and, and this is the, okay, I'm getting too ahead. Hold on. Hold the fuck up. Yeah, on. chill, chill. Hold on. Cause I, I still got some stuff to say about that too. Kevin Hart, right? Realistically gets presented way more opportunities in movies. Cat Williams, when's the last time you've seen him in a movie? Right? It's and if and if it's recent, it's not often. He's not often in your face. You know, it's mostly a, you see a lot of Kevin Hart, a lot of it. So it's kind of like, you know, you don't need much to see that. Even the obvious, the things that we're not even paying attention to, it's almost like you're blackballed from the industry because you open your mouth and you stand for what you believe in. And again, you don't cater to to just staying quiet and Mm -hmm. just, you know, just do what you do, keep your head down and keep shut. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what they don't like. And that's why I feel like there's a lot of animosity. You feel a lot of animosity when Cat Williams is talking. And I have a clip of the the interview where you, I want y'all to see it. Just look at his eyes, like look at his body language. and, 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 And I'll tell you my thoughts after. You were ridiculed by the mainstream comedy mm-hmm. geist that would be like me being on joe rogan joe don't want me on there i need to be on shannon joe joe got six comedians that never been funny he want to push out <laughs> 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 but that's really how it is i'm so sorry i'm competitive you're an athlete right you yeah yeah I, I can tell you understand will there ever be another comic new deaf comedy jam can could could that in today, in 24, 25, 26, could we see that again? They've already announced it. It's already going. You didn't know? Mm-mm. Yeah, Kevin Hart purchased it, so he's now doing uh, Comic View. That happened at the same time that they gave DC Young Fly uh, Hollywood Squares. Where? Yeah, because they tell you that there's no gatekeepers, but we keep seeing the same people open the gate. Didn't Kevin open the gate and let Tiffany in? And he now opening it up for... Don't such and such open the gate. What do you mean ain't no gatekeepers? There's a hundred gates out here. Would you? Everyone I've seen got a keeper. Would you have wanted to do Comic View or Def Comedy Jam? Would you have wanted to be? I I think we just mentioned I did them both. No, I'm saying purchase the rights and refranchise it. Nope. They didn't offer it to me anyway. Like, Comic View did a couple disservice. You see that right there. It sounds, first of all, Cat Williams is extremely competitive, right? You see that off rip, off bat. So I feel like there's a lot, there's a little bit of biases here, right? And I'm going to stand for the people who have been calling him a hater. And I, I personally believe a lot of what he's saying too. But, you know, we're not here to be biased here. We want to hear all points of views. And so this particular part of the two hour and 46 minute interview that I saw stood out to me the most okay i'm telling y'all this shit was long so it stood out to me the most because i feel like it was really telling of the root of where everything is coming from one cat williams is extremely competitive right and you gotta be in order to get to that spot right you got competitors like dave Chappelle, you know uh kevin hart 
and I don't fucking know, all these other comedians. <laughs> Tyler Perry, you know? He is not a comedian. I don't know, you mentioned him. So anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, you have all this competition. So cool. That's the, It's like a double-edged sword to be that competitive. But either way, there's a lot of competition involved, one. Two, you notice how he said, no, I wouldn't want that opportunity. They didn't offer it to me anyways. And it just kind of felt like if they did offer it to you, would you have taken it? Would that answer be different? Because the thing is, is like, and you see him look down too, almost like, you know, like, again, going back to the same thing, Kevin Hart gets offered these opportunities. Why? Because he caters to the white man, right? And according to Cat Williams, yes. Yes. And Cat Williams doesn't get offered these things. He doesn't get the dibs on them. And I feel like because he's competitive, because he doesn't get offered these things, but he still stays true to himself, there's a little bit and can be potentially driven by some type of hateration, <laughs> you know, like hate, like, you know, animosity, because it's like you're mad that Kevin Hart did what you refused to do. But it's like, like we say, there's a sacrifice in order to reach a certain level in Hollywood. And you 99% of the time have to compromise who you are as a person. And if you want to look at the two, Kevin Art is someone who compromised, you know, possibly compromised who he was at some point in his career to get to where he's at. And Cat Williams isn't. And that's why a lot of the people are staying, uh, not a lot, but yeah, there are people who believe that Cat Williams is just a hater. Well, we can bring up the argument of Dave Chappelle because there was a point where um, Comedy Central offered him a $50 million deal and he refused to take it because he didn't feel like it was true to himself mm -hmm. and true to his writing and true to just, he just felt like the team was moving weird and they were just going to play him. It wasn't going to be his originality, his individuality. And yeah, it was hard to turn down 50 million, but then look what happened when it was time for him to make his comeback. Netflix offered him a $60 million deal. So I feel like at the end of the day, yes, it may hurt and it may suck to stay true to yourself because you won't be like Kevin Hart getting offered all this stuff in the moment. However, at some point, there comes a time where your chance will come again. And look, Cat Williams came back and 25 million views in two days. I Thir mean, 35. In two days, oh, in two days, 25 million. In five Jeez. days, 36 million, because I was watching it uh, in my <laughs> span of four days. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting. Like, you never know what's going to come out of this now just because of the virality with Cat Williams in this interview. Like, you just don't know what's going to come out of it. it. It seems like it's a Dave Chappelle situation happening all over again, in my opinion. And I feel like, yeah, it sucks to stay true to yourself in those moments when you got to think about the money and think about your family and whoever you got to feed or whatever the case is, whatever you're going through at the moment. However, I don't know. I just feel like when you stay true to yourself in the long road, you do end up winning. Yeah, it does take longer to get there. And that's that's really what the. So you wouldn't stay true to yourself. If you were offered 50 million dollars, <laughs> 50 million dollars, you a lot wouldn't of money. stay true to yourself. Wow, you would sell your soul for $50 million? I don't know. I guess it really depends on the opportunity. But That's the opportunity. You sell your soul for $50 million. I mean, selling your soul is a broad statement, though. Right, but 
it doesn't matter. You want me to pick a specific thing, a specific No, topic? I'm not saying you pick. I'm saying I I would be lying to you right now, right? Because we are all human. And you'd be lying to yourself too. You'd be lying to yourself. <laughs> you would literally be lying to yourself if you cannot say that there is human human error, human anything. We're human, right? To be see $50 million right in front of you, and depending on what it is, you wouldn't compromise a little something. I don't know. I ain't sucking no so dick, would, but like. <laughs> so what if that was what you had nah, to do? Nah, nah. That's out of pocket. What if that's what you had to do? To that's out of pocket. Nah, nah. I'm be like Cat Williams. I, I need yeah. <laughs> Yo, and that reminds me, he even <laughs> said in the interview as well that Harvey Weinstein offered to suck his penis in mm-hmm. front of his whole team at yeah. his age at the agency. And I'm just like, this is kind of crazy because like he said, back then they tried to cancel him. No one believed him. But now look, now look, this man is in prison and he's a convicted sex offender mm-hmm. and he's in prison for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes me question back to Kevin Hart because people love to say the people mm-hmm. who come out talking about the truth. That oh they're crazy they're so quick they're dr- yeah. they're on drugs always you're crazy because why was the first thing he said drugs yeah it just felt so weird and like he said it was so much conviction so much passion where it's like I don't know who to believe but at the end of the day I don't know why I don't believe Kevin Hart like at the same time I'm not gonna say I don't know I feel like yes I'm saying I don't know but it just don't sit right in me in my spirit <laughs> like cat I feel like my spirit is listening to cat more than it's listening to Kevin even though Kevin does sound convincing i don't trust kevin i don't know that comment about the white man really got me girl yeah. i was like why did you say that it really it really because it really just showed that you conformed mm-hmm. you probably did some shit to yep. get to where you are which is exactly what cat is saying yep and people who do that you know they're like oh stop blaming the system yeah you know you just gotta you just gotta play the game but then it's like i i see you but sometimes the system is fucked up. Right. You know, like sometimes you could it play it, but it's still fucked up. Right. And it probably catered to you and could because you catered to it. Mm-hmm. So I, going back to the Harvey Weinstein, I just want to share this because I yeah, think yeah. it's so funny that no one believed Cat. Well, the same the same energy we're seeing right now with some people that want to say, I mean, yes. OK, I, I can agree that some of it may be a little bit of built up animosity comes off as haterade. However, I don't think he lying either. Right. So right, right. going back to the Harvey Weinstein thing when no one believed him, it's just interesting because according to an NPR article, the disgraced former movie mogul Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 16 more years in prison by a Los Angeles judge Thursday. He was convicted there in December on three charges of R and sexual assault separately the 70 year old is already separately he's already (laughs) serving a 23 year prison sentence for r and sexual assault in new york meaning that it's very likely that weinstein will now spend the rest of his life in prison rotting but no one believed him i just think that but he's on drugs but he's on drugs (laughs) so it reminds me just like this whole situation with um What's his name? Cat Williams right now. I think it's very interesting, too, that everyone in the comments support him. They believe him. And there's like, yay, Cat Williams, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, if he was a woman, would that same energy be there? 
And the only reason why I say that is because back in 2017, Monique, another black comedian, female, had come to the internet and was upset because she didn't like how she was getting treated by the industry, by Oprah, which uh, Cat Williams also calls out in this interview. He calls out Oprah. He calls out Tyler Perry. And those are two, th- two of those people are the same people that Monique felt that she was like, you know, lowballed by, as well as Netflix. Okay, so Monique is an actress slash comedian who was very popular and in her prime in early 2000s. She had her own show, sitcom, The Parkers. You know, she has her own show, The Monique Show. She was in BMF. She was in a ton of movies and stuff like that. So at the time, back in 2017, Netflix had offered her her own special, and they were only paying her $500,000, which is very low, especially at the time, because you can pay Chris Rock 40 mil. You can pay all these other people, even Amy Schumer. 200 mil, 20 mil, and she's not even fucking funny. Don't even get me started on Amy Schumer. She's not even funny. But you can do all this stuff, but then Monique, 500 thou? That's crazy low to me. Mm -hmm. Not even in the mill. Like, that's how much you value her. And so she, I guess, took to Instagram at the time and was like, I'm on a boycott Netflix, right? It caused a whole thing. It caused a whole stir. And she basically basically said, F you to Oprah, F you to Tyler Perry, because like they were also involved in it and kind of didn't really help her, didn't have her back, like we're saying, conforming to the system, right? Mm -hmm. So she talked about it on the Steve Harvey show, and Steve Harvey honestly did not have her back. Like he was just like, oh, I don't think you should have went about it that way. Delivery, you know, you were you were saying some crazy stuff, like, you know, you know, da-da-da-da. And then she was like, Well, I didn't like how behind doors you were supportive of me but then you went on your show and basically said oh she's crazy i don't that's crazy and it goes back to again how kevin talked about cat williams saying he's crazy even everyone else is just saying Mm -hmm. this man is crazy but it's like y'all just conformed so of course you can't even see that because at the end of the day and this is what steve harvey said he's like i'm thinking about my money in my pockets at the end of the day his face his reputation his opportunities and and that's what i was going to bring up too a lot of people start acting different when they get paid and when their reputation is on the line and you know even though i support you I can't do it publicly because it yeah. looks bad on me and I don't want my opportunities to get ruined, which understandable, right? Well, right. But then right. my thing is, is like, why are you having her on the show to begin with? But to then embarrass also, her? even before he had said, which is why she went on the show, he had said on his show something like the, on, along the lines of like, she's crazy. Like, I can't believe she did this, da, 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 da. But it, it was in the sense of his delivery just felt like he didn't support her at all. Right. Even though behind closed doors, he was just, he was supportive. Mm-hmm. So then she went on the show and they had a conversation about that. And, yeah, we're not going to get into that here. You guys can look that up. But mm-hmm. it just goes back to, again, you're conforming to the system. And then when someone speaks the truth about something, all of a sudden he's crazy. They're crazy. But if, going back to my point, when Monique did that, everyone bashed her. She got bashed online mm-hmm. doing the same thing Cat Williams is doing right now, even though he didn't say boycott. He didn't do all that. <laughs> but still, you know, she was exposing the industry. The mm-hmm. same thing he's doing. He's getting praise and she didn't. She got hate. Yeah. And and I mean, he did get hate when when. He first said the Weinstein thing. He didn't mention that. But 
I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, you do see the biases towards women and men and when they come out with allegations and stuff like that. So it's not far-fetched. Um, but it's interesting that people believe him. It's interesting. Why it do you think interesting. why do you think they believe him now and not back then? I have no idea. You know, maybe it's because his absence, maybe because of his absence, it's been so long and now he's back and he just took the internet by storm. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you guys think that people believe him now than like now and not back then? Because I, I just think that over time there's been a lot that's come out, you know, and a lot of the things that he said, I mean, you can find it on the Internet. Right. You know, even when he talked about Wanda Smith and her husband pulling a gun on him outside of the Atlanta comedy club theater. Yeah. And then I'm going to show you this clip. So basically what had happened was, you know, Cat Williams had just won an Emmy and she wanted to interview him. And I guess during that interview, it kind of turned into something where they kind of like went back and forth because she had made a comment about his hair and then started calling him little Miss Mamas. He didn't like that. <laughs> and you know, and I have the clip and you know him. He's funny. So now he started roasting her. Yeah. And she don't like that. She's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And then, you know, at the comedy club, her husband is there. Everybody's out there and it's caught on camera, which I have that clip as well. It's caught on camera of him literally trying to chase him down and pull a gun out on him. And after that, Wanda Smith career, her, her career kind of plummeted after that. That's crazy. Because it's like, why would you do that? I didn't so, know there was footage of that. Oh yeah. There's footage girl. You know, and that, and that goes back to say what I say, right? Like y'all want to call him crazy. Y'all want to call him all this, but it's like a lot of it checks off. Why mm -hmm. would he, you know, if, if night, like, let's just say, 80% of the stuff is checking off online. What makes you think that the other 20% is is a lie? You right, know what I'm saying? Like, right. why would that, you know what I'm saying? It's right. just, I don't know. So here's the clip of like them getting into this heated back and forth. Get, get this inmate out of here. If, if, if you can't get your blood pressure down, you can't call me down. Whatever, little mama. If your cholesterol is 600. Whatever, little mama. I'm little mama's baby daddy. No, you little mama. Uh, yes, ma'am. Hey, and what are you, girl? You probably shouldn't talk about sizes. No, that's okay. You're big on the radio. That's right. And you're, and you're big Turn in it prison. Down. And you're yes, big in prison. I've never been to prison. Uh, you have 19 felonies, times. no convictions. Yeah. Knock yeah. it off. Prison okay. and jail aren't the same. No, no. Okay, no, okay. no, no, calm, calm no, no, down. no, no, no. Only one calm, of us has twelve dollars worth of jewelry on. No, 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 no. That all is available. If you want to, if you want to have Wanda's jewelry, please uh, go to go Sitgo go or Quick Trip at any cat. point. If you buy cat. two packs of Newport 100s, they will give you everything Wanda has on right now for seven ninety nine, and it comes with a free car wash. Won't you come on down? Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. So <laughs> as you can see, you know, it's crazy because before this interview she did, which he mentioned in his interview with Shannon, she did say that she would not mention his kids. She did say she would not mention his time in jail. Yeah. And, you know, she kind of just did both of those things. So she got butt hurt by the by the weight cut. Because she took the joke. <laughs> she made the joke first and yeah. then couldn't take the joke when uh -huh. he was like, because she joked about, you know, his hair. Yeah. Then the little mama's thing, <laughs> Miss Mama's. And, and, you know, given 
based <laughs> off of the interview, he really don't fuck with men like that. Like, he really He don't. seems like a womanizer. Yes, that's that was the energy I was getting to. Uh-huh, like, talking about, I really. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be around no man. Yo, I'd rather about, woman doing it. Talk about, about, I don't want no chef scratching his nuts yeah. and making my shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, he really was very adamant mm-hmm. about that. And yeah. I was just like, damn, and she called him that thing. And he about to, he about to go in. Yeah. So it's crazy because she did say she wouldn't talk about those things and then look she just made a joke about those things and then i guess he didn't like that and then yeah so here is the footage of (laughs) here is the footage of them outside the club and you can tell that there's some interaction and it's it's a dispute there's no sound so over there on the left is cat Mm -hmm. there's some other guy the guy that's running the big guy is um i need to see too the guy that's running that guy right there, he's standing there. He's not going nowhere yet. That's Wanda in the blue. The guy with the cap, that's her husband. And he walks over. And then they're over there. And it turns out to be a little scuffle. And this was on the news. And so, yeah, he pulled the gun out on him. And you can see she's just there, like, chilling. They're kind of, like, happy about the shit. Like, I don't even know. I can't tell facial expression, but body language just looks like she's just like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's what you get. Like, at some point, her and her friend just posted up. But I just think it's very interesting that he mentioned that in that interview, and it checks off. Mm -hmm. Harvey Weinstein, it checks off. But also the the comedian that stole his joke. That also Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. checks off. So he had something to say about that, too. Oh, it's just crazy how like these I just feel like what is up with these old men beefing online? Like that's my thing. Like y'all are too old to be beefing online. Cedric over there, someone asked him in an interview, like on a uh, at a, at an event, and he's like, you know, they put this on the blogs. I'm like, blog, it's a podcast. Like, oh my god, you don't even know. You so old, you don't even know. Like, nigga, what? Oh yeah, they, you know what they do nowadays on the blogs. I was like, these old niggas need to stop fucking arguing online. I'm this is dead. just not it. This is not <laughs> fucking it. Like literally. Um. By the way, shout out to Tiana for doing all the research on this one. You holding it down on this episode because oh you got all the all the tea. I know. Oh, look, I'm sorry. I don't know how you listen to three hours of that shit and still Yo, deep dive. Real. Y'all gotta like this video for the for fucking real. tea because. She put in that work. Oh when God. I tell you it was work. You're dragging. <laughs> it was <dragging>. work. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did a lot of digging to whatever I could pull up. <laughs> but, you know, Cedric the Entertainer did respond to Cat Williams talking to Shannon about, you know, him stealing one of his jokes. And then at some point, <clears throat> before I play the stuff that I'm going to play and read the stuff that I'm going to read, at some point he does mention that, like, oh, I, you know, everyone steals at some point. But, like, honestly, I don't even remember. I don't think I did it. Like, basically, he was saying, I don't, how he started it off, he was like, I don't remember any of that. And if he had a problem, why didn't he just say anything to me? But at the end of the day, like, we're all creators. Like, you know, at some point, like, people do that or some shit. It was just kind of like an excuse. And in my opinion, I just feel like, no. I hate. I hate that, too. When people say, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Or, like, why didn't you say something? Like, you know what you did. When in doubt. When in doubt, play stupid. Yeah. And it's (laughs) annoying because I just, I don't have respect for people that steal. And I get it. People steal. But still make it your own. Like, be innovative. Be inspired. Be inspired. Don't just steal word for word, verbatim for verbatim. Like, 
everything plot for plot and you know that happened yep, to I'm, someone that i used to work with yep. that happened to her and you know what's crazy i smelled it from a mile away it's crazy. i knew it was coming because i was like why the fuck are y'all sharing scripts like why are y'all sharing scripts yeah she like shared a script with someone yeah. who was in the same like uh work environment right and right. the girl literally yeah and it was to, obviously it was to only like you know just compare and just get inspired and like share work and see what you can get inspired from so of course like you know my colleague at the time didn't think anything of it me personally i was like i wouldn't do that shit because <laughs> yeah. you i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. and you know they did and at some point when it was time for presentations we saw that you know old girl just stole my colleague's script literally Literally. no shame no shame the same plot the same everything and it was just kind of like damn like you couldn't even and she didn't even do it as good did not do it as good at all Mm -hmm. like and i'm just like you couldn't even come up with something more original and it's just like it's no shitting on you but it's just kind of like come on now how would you feel if that was done to you you wouldn't like that yep so don't do that to other people so i am i personally hate that shit you Mm -hmm. already know we talked about the b simone episode yep i don't like that shit happened to messy maya too our fellow youtuber right messy maya for That's real. crazy. People really be out here weird. Yeah, weird, weird, just weird. weird. Just weird. Just protect yourself, y'all. This shit is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he got asked about it on an interview, I guess, and this is what he had to say. I saw that you did respond to Cat Williams. Oh, I hate that, Sadie. I yeah. hate that y'all like that. There's any sort of issue. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting time now. People yeah. get on these blogs and they just you know start just spewing off stuff that's not even factual right. but you know i let i let the fodder just go out there until i'm ready to respond to your it. work your work I'm, speaks I'm, for I itself who i am i, I you know it. i stand on that right absolutely sure. stand on business hey, ain't that what the kids now. say oh that's right that's what, <laughs> yeah we got all the new sayings yes they do stand yeah. on business i love it oh my god. i was like get these old people out of here bitch oh my god ain't that <laughs> what the kids say <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry, she <laughs> said stand up is ain't that with the kids. I said, girl, please. Yeah. Just just be you. Don't don't piss me off. Cedric the entertainer then went on to post something like this. He said Revisionist history, regardless of whatever Kat's opinion, my career can't be reduced to one joke. Cat Williams claims as his. I've been over four I've been in over 40 movies. My specials and brand speaks volumes for I am. The people I have put on, including Cat in the Hat at the Gibson Amphitheater. Mm. So he had a lot to say. And I was just like, okay, I don't don't know what I don't know what to say. But they've been responding. Surprisingly, they've all like been responding. Steve Harvey had something to say. He had a lot to say. But one of the tweets that he had tweeted, he was like, you don't have to address your haters. Hunted uh, hunted emoji. And I'm just kind of like stop because he's literally making claims that you pimped your daughter out so i don't even know like you have to you need to be speaking up with this diddy situation you need to be speaking up and he already talked about diddy in the interview talking about how diddy likes a party and he want to protect his virgin hole in the back (laughs) so you steve what's going on like I hope that you didn't pimp Lori Harvey out. I don't want to believe that, but like, I just don't know the shit around Diddy. Maybe that's just, he was cutting ass. I don't know. 
That I don't fucking. That's some crazy hard accusations. Some wild shit, yo. Yo, some wild. I'm telling you, we chose violence. Yeah, he did. He woke up. He did. He sipped the drink, analyzed the drink, criticized the drink like a fucking cognac connoisseur, and then (laughs) chose violence. Like, I was like, this man is lethal. Mm-hmm. With the straightest face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was holding that shit in for years. Mm-hmm. He finally let that shit out. You know, I'm going to stand on like, you know, because a lot of this episode is is still like, you know, towards like believing uh, Cat Williams. But I think it's also what what I found interesting that. A lot of people haven't really pointed out was the fact that and, and this is this just went, you know, like it was just so unscathed because he he mentioned so much crazier shit and allegations that people they just took it. And because there's truth with the Diddy thing coming out and a lot of the stuff you can't back up. Right. So it went wildfire that people kind of missed this one part, which stood out to me a lot was where he was like he talks about like how these celebrities are a part of the problem because they go to the strip clubs and they're drinking and they're all alcoholics. And and he mentioned how, like, if I go to the strip club, I'm telling this girl that it's her. Yes. That, it, that it's her. It's her, her last, last time. Yes. Yeah, I, that that. I was t- like, hell no, nigga. Are you dumb? And then, <laughs> no, but even. All right. He was like, I'll take her out. You don't you don't need to be here. You don't need to be a hoe. Something like that. And that was cool. I was like, oh, I like that's dope. Like he really about that. And then all to find out later in the interview that he goes to strip clubs, that he's kind of like a womanizer. Like he has. uh, um, He doesn't have a woman, but he has how many kids and ten kids. And, and, And and you can tell like just by the things he was saying, it's almost like, first of all, you just said you don't you think that Hollywood is a part of the problem by supporting strip clubs while also later on in the interview talking about how you go to the strip clubs mm-hmm. and then it almost comes off like you're a womanizer. So I don't even know what you're le- cause you're single and have all this responsibility. I don't even know if you're capable of having a committed relationship. Mm, yeah. And that's just me analyzing something. I don't know his, his, you know, situation, but I'm just saying if you're that age with all those kids and no woman to help you. And he does explain how he takes on the, the role and he doesn't need a woman. But that goes to show you that are you capable of even having a relationship with one single woman because you love women so much? That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, that was and, his energy. And, and it just came off kind of hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's important, like hearing everybody's, uh, you know, reaction and the things they have to say, like even with Cedric right now, just or, or Harvey, saying all that right like you you guys gotta like pinpoint these out too like yes there may be truth to it but remember cat williams is also a human being and is capable of being exactly what he's complaining about Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like he is capable of being a hypocrite he is capable because like he literally in the same three hours sat there and said hollywood's a part of the problem y'all are all like this and that but then also talking about how he goes to the strip club and I, and I it was kind of like, well, that don't make no sense. Because the first part, I was like, oh, that's dope. Like, he don't support the strip club. And then all of a sudden, uh, now he support the strip club. I I, I'm confused. sorry, but when he was telling that story about the stripper and the strip club, talking about this could be your last night, 
it already gave womanizer and it already gave this those naive oh. boys that just think that they just gonna go to the strip club pick up a stripper no it never works like that and also he goes on to talk about how he likes toxic women yo So you're so you're so woke, yet you like toxic women. Make but, it make but, sense. But he understands why, though. It's giving nah, savior he, complex. It's giving savior complex. It's giving I'm gonna because he was talking about you can start like uh, figure out what what feeds their toxicity and then you can turn it off. And it's like because do you like they, toying with these? Do you like to fix people? It's giving it's giving that and it's like maybe that's why you can't connect because you're always too busy trying to fix women and you know and it's also back to the same thing that I was talking yo, about. You the know what trauma, I'm yo. Yeah, the yeah. trauma <laughs> is in everyone. This is this is what sticks out to me. Like all that other shit is Hollywood. Like I'm really right. starting like the the blinds have completely been I'm a, I'm wake. I'm wake. I'm wake. I'm wake. Baby. Or awake. No, I'm wake. <laughs> right. We gonna <laughs> fuck all. He said I'm, I'm wake. wake. <laughs> I'm so woke. It's wake, baby. Like you know. Yeah. Cause yo, it's is right. So like that that shit. Okay. Like all this shit, you can back up. But like I just I see. I picked a little bit of all the things that he said, and I'm just kind of like you know, I. Take it with a grain of salt. Like, yes, the, the the facts may be there, but you also gotta remember, you know, why now? Why are you saying this now? You know, like what is a benefit to you other than, oh, I need a like, okay, maybe the beginning with Ricky Smiley or whatever, you wanted to set it straight. But why all the other stuff? You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like interesting, interesting and to and to think about and like why can't he just be mad and let it out? He can. But why question that if that's what it is? And so I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning why now? his intentions. I'm questioning um, I'm questioning even like, you know, sometimes we tell stories, right? And they may be true, mm-hmm. but the words and how we choose to say it with whatever passion we choose to say it is driven by our emotions, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think it's important for us to remember that yes, it may be true, but you got to also remember that there seems like a lot of anger towards the opportunities that weren't given to him because he didn't cater to the people. He seems to be a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to talking about women and and his personal life and, and the shit that he got to say. So even like, you know, with that in mind, think about the people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just important to remember who we're talking about. Like everybody online is like, Oh, Cat Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe true. 90% of it may be true. Maybe a hundred percent of it is true. Right. But I just think it's also important to remember the hypocrisy within people, you know, like he could be saying this and criticizing Kevin Hart while also doing another version of that. You know what I'm saying? While also being another version of conforming, just not conforming to the levels of Kevin Hart. You get what I'm saying? Nah, his energy's giving. He not conforming at all. I'm 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 just using that. <laughs> I'm not saying that specifically, but what I'm saying is criticizing the people, you know, and what he chooses to do. You know, I think it, it there's room for for all that. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I think that's fair to definitely, you know, acknowledge that at the end of the day, the man is human, right? And the man did feel some type of way, right? So of course he's gonna, there's gonna be built up animosity. And I think there's definitely a little bit of hypocrisy in it. I feel like as human beings, we're all kind of like hypocritical at the end of the day. True. When it comes to our own beliefs and what we stand for and just things that we like to do Mm -hmm. um, and things that we don't like to do. So that's just something that is, I don't know. Yeah. Just in our DNA, I feel like at this point. (laughs) Um, But I mean, he, he definitely said a lot of stuff. I mean, even him mentioning Oprah and Chris Tucker and Michael Jackson, when it came to Epstein Island, what are your what is what is your take on that? <laughs> I mean, you already know how I felt. I mean, look, I'm probably gonna get canceled for this one. I'm probably gonna get canceled. Oh my god! You talk about Michael Jackson, and all of a sudden the world wants to look at you like you fucking. <gasps> you gonna disrespect a legend? Yes, yes. I don't care if he had a rough upbringing. I've been saying this, though. Like, I've been saying this. Like, I always thought it was weird, him hanging the baby. Like, I remember being young as hell, looking at him on the news, hang his son on the balcony. Like, this man clearly got mental issues. And I look, whether or not he did anything to little boys, the fact that he, like, hung out with little boys, like, look, I'm going to take word for it, right? Most people believe that he didn't do it. He just had mental issues. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he's a grown-ass man hanging out with little boys. Like, you know? Like... It's weird. I don't care if if you're sick and you're mentally ill, go get help. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but yeah. So like all that other all that shit doesn't surprise me. Oprah, you know, that's another one that I I really didn't fuck with. So y'all gonna cancel me for that one too because it was always okay to like you know like her to look at her like oh my god she's a black woman on TV. Look at this video where she was definitely in, in, a, in a different you know, country or in a, in a luxurious place. And she was like profiled because she was black and they didn't think that she could afford it. You know, that fucking video we've all seen. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. The lady has done so much fucked up shit. Go ask the people in Hawaii. People don't fuck with her. Like, and she's done a lot of fucked up people to black people in the industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's And that's just the reality that I can't stand. And Taraji P. Henson talks about that. And the, the same thing that I was talking about with Monique. Mm-hmm. Taraji P. Henson felt like, you know, she was kind of like robbed. And, you know, the math wasn't mathing, not yeah. getting paid enough for her role. Now, Taraji P. Henson is an Academy Award winner. You know, she's been acting for a very long time, since the 90s. Dang. And, you know, she was a f- fun fact for The Color Purple, the movie. She was chosen first already, but still had to audition. So, again, it just felt like she still had to, like, prove herself, mm-hmm. even though she proved herself already. And so, you know, rumors are that, yes, it. It is about like, you know, Oprah and just that whole, the whole, whoever was in charge, the whole team, like even when it was time to shoot, the talent on set had to get rental cars to drive to their production set, which is ridiculous because if you've ever been on a set talent, they have everything for them. They have their own security they have people driving them and that's paid for by the production they have their own room they have everything set up for them so the fact that they had to drive them that's ghetto i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking ghetto bitch and it's crazy because 
you know, there is some speculation about just like how just, you know, they don't really they're not on the same page. And, you know, again, and it's crazy because if Monique spoke out about this, Cat Williams said in the interview, Taraji P. Henson spoke about this, too, and kind of like hinted at it. At some point, come on. No, there, there's more than just those. It's those, more than that. Those are just the people right now that are hot topic. In the industry, Bro, though. You, like, literally, The Rock is another one. Like, they're mm-hmm. all Kevin Hart. Why do yeah. you think you see them all the time together? Yeah. They're really like a clique. And this is why what Cat Williams was saying, oh, you know, there's like a, a clique. It really mm-hmm. is true. It's true. So yeah. it's like people go online and look up all the controversies with Oprah. The reason why she's got the money is because she steals. She steals from people. Like, that's just straight up. And Three billion dollar net worth. It's insane. So there's this clip of, um, you know, I think this was for the premiere or whatever this was for the movie Color Purple. And, like, you can tell the body language between Fantasia, Taraji, and Oprah. It's just, like, very uncomfortable. Child, I just want to know, what did Oprah do to Taraji? Like, check this out. Look how she walk up, right? They all walking up. Look at it. Look, okay, look. They don't greet each other. Taraji looking over here in space. Just so she don't have to make eye contact with Oprah. Oprah doesn't turn to the side and say, to, say anything to her. Okay. I can't remember her name. I think her name is Danielle, this other actress. I don't know. I'm not going to lie on her, but I love her. Here come Fantasia. And look, she right there by Taraji, right? Right? And look what she do. Look what she do. Scoot them down and get at the end. Now, where y'all know Oprah to want to miss up on being in the middle in a photo? Mm-hmm. Where you know her did not want to be in the middle of a photo, y'all. So yeah, I'm believing those rumors that they got a beef going on. Maybe maybe Oprah want to try to give Taraji them coins. I don't know what's going on, y'all. Mm. So clearly that looks awkward. And, you know, Taraji did speak out about how she just feels like she's kind of tired of having to prove herself in the industry. And it all just goes back to everything Kat was saying in the interview and how he feels for her and everything Monique was saying back in 2017 when no one believed her. And you know what's really cool about, like, the fact that Cat Williams came out is because, as you can see, right, when all these people are coming out, Oh, if you're not someone like Cat Williams or if you're not someone like so big and 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 like Cassie, right? That was another one. And that, you know, if you're not them, no one believes you. Mm-hmm. If you're small and you're not as powerful and you don't have the following, no one believes you. It literally goes into the Internet and gets lost and forgotten. And I feel like that's what happened to Monique. Because, yeah, she was in her prime during her time, but in 2017, it was kind of like, right at that time, no one really knows who you are that much anymore. Right. So it's like, people did not look at her like, oh, who is this? They don't have the credibility. Like, you know? People don't listen. They don't listen because they don't know you. They're just like, oh, it's just another person. It's a new generation They don't care. And and that's, I guess, what's powerful that about Cat Williams coming out. And saying and and kind of like confirming all this because it's kind of like he's someone who's been in the industry for a very very long time, you know he's seen a lot. He has very you know things he can back up on, and and people are listening. And if people are listening, like and and he's he's reshining a lot of the light that kind of got lost with other people like Oprah, you know he 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 
shining light on on the whole situation with all the comedians and all that other shit. All that shit got lost on the internet, but you can't find it now. You know what I'm saying? You can't find it. It's there. Literally. But it gets forgotten. There. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I think that's the most powerful part about it. And that's the power of social media, right? Like, um, So yeah, and also speaking about Monique, you know, she also won an Academy Award for uh, the movie Precious mm-hmm. that she starred in where she played that abusive ass mom. If y'all know it, y'all know it. And mm-hmm. that movie definitely, again, won an Oscar. You know, she won Best Supporting Actress. So... She only got paid $50,000 for her role. You know how much the movie made? Stop playing. You see, and this is what they talk about when they lowball black women in the industry. This is exactly what they're talking about, and no one believes them. That movie made $63 million. She only got paid $50,000, and that's a main role she was playing. It was a main role she was playing. $50,000? That's $50 in, in, in Hollywood, bitch. That's $50,000. And like that movie came out in 2009. But even so, $50,000 in 2009 compared to a $63 million movie, y'all lowballed the shit out of her. That's crazy. Y'all lowballed the shit out of her. That's sad. sad. It really is sad. And and that's why they felt so comfortable lowballing her again for her own Netflix, her own Netflix special. Mm. That's crazy. 500K? Amy Schumer is getting way more than that. And that bitch is not funny at all. She's not funny at all. We can debate. Yeah, we I hate mean, her. I, that bitch is not funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, she's just not funny. But, you know, to each their own. Right, right. So, yeah. It's not a surprise that, like, all the stuff that Cat Williams says about everything is, you know, it's not a surprise. Because mm. look at how all these things that have been happening it's kind of starting to like check out Mm -hmm. and it's there. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's not available on the information. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, very true. I I guess the only thing that I want to say about the Tiffany Haddish thing, which kind of just contributes to this idea. And I don't know anything. This is one of this case got settled eventually called off. So Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears, back before Tiffany Haddish was Tiffany Haddish, they filmed a a comedy skit together, and one of the kids involved in the comedy skit that they had used, I think one of them was Tiffany Haddish's younger sister and someone else. The two kids, they were 7 and 14 at the time, and they played in a comedy skit that was uploaded onto a website called Funny or Die. The name of the comedy skit was Through a Eyes. I heard of this. You did. We I talked heard about, about this. Yes. We talked about this. Yeah. We yeah. were we, we were around for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And I was really upset. Yes. And at the time we were able to find some clips, but obviously the whole thing got wiped, got deleted, video got removed in 2018. That's right. Yep. At some point, you know, the victim settled and the case was dismissed. Uh, but you already know, uh, there's some things that I'm going to read that is going to be a little triggering. So just a disclaimer. <clears throat> so in one clip titled through a eyes, Spears character plays a lusting after John Doe, who was seven years old at the time. According to the lawsuit, Haddish plays the boy's mother who leaves her child with the man. Um, John Doe spends most of the video only in his underwear, 
and they're basically camera zooming in suggestively on the seven-year-old's buttocks and crotch while he plays and just a bunch of things alluding to just disgusting behavior. And so when the video, I'm not even going to read the other details because it's very like sexually suggestive and just disgusting. So when the video ends, it ends with a text that says, watch who you're le- who you leave your kids with. And obviously it was removed in 2018. But my thing is like, that's not comedy. Nothing about that is funny in any way. That's not even satire. And allegedly they were going for like something satirical, but that wasn't even satire. That yeah. was just disgusting. That was just like, you know what that was. And the fact that it was on IMDb and people was able to leave reviews and I saw a fucking anonymous review on IMDb about it. Like, bitch, you're another watching this shit. So tell me why this review literally says he takes a liking to the neighbor's nine-year-old daughter who is mostly neglected by her mother. What starts out as an innocent friendship quickly turns into a temptation that he cannot resist. He tries to stay on the straight and narrow, but ultimately has to admit to himself that he can't. On the positive side, you can't help but being touched by the movie. You feel sympathy for Jonathan as you watch him struggle. You will feel very awkward in scenes where the little girl is seen through his lustful eyes. In that sense, the movie manages to reach its audience and you are guaranteed to walk out with mixed feelings. He should know better. He can't help it. Things like that. And I'm just like, um, I feel like even, and I, I remember this now very, very clearly. I've been same thing. Like, I feel like you can send that message without involving an actual kid and involving those shots. Like you can send that message in so many other ways artistically. And yet you chose to do that. And it wasn't even funny. Nothing about that is funny. Like mm-hmm. nothing about, you know, being a was funny. Nothing about that is, I just, I just don't understand where was the joke? Yeah. Where was the joke? And then again, Tiffany Haddish, why were you so, why were you a part of this? Like, and this is what makes me wonder, what did you do to get to where the fuck you are now? Because you were a part of this comedy skit. And people already say a lot of weird shit about the stuff that goes on in the industry and in Hollywood with, you know, minors and the sex and like just all this crazy shit. So I I don't I really don't know. I don't know. But I just feel like judging based off of that whole interaction. That's all like I don't have nothing to say. All I'm all I'm gonna say is I just feel like stuff like that and the shit that we hear about with Epstein and the shit that we hear about what goes on in Hollywood and the fact that you were a part of that, even though it was a comedy skit, it's just weird. Diddy. Then we hear about Diddy, it's like Jay-Z. Oprah, you know, Michael Oprah, Jackson. Michael. It's all connecting. And that's why part of me just feels like, is that how you got to where you're not saying that that comedy sketch is how she got to where she got, but is that alluding to something? I mean, over you know, something that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. Because she's not that funny. Like Kat said, in my opinion, she's not that funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm going to just leave it up to y'all. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just wanted to call that out. Like, it's just very interesting. I'll never know. <laughs> the world may the never world know. The world may never know. Like, that's it. I yeah. don't really have anything else to say so, about yeah. it. So, yeah. I mean, look, 
the interview has taken the internet by storm. Him and Gypsy Rose are just like fucking out of control with the fucking internet. (laughs) So like, I mean, if you do have time, I definitely suggest, you know, listening to it. He does have a lot of like interesting stories and stuff. Um, But I am curious to know what you've heard, what you had to say, what you think about this whole like what we covered today um how many of y'all seen precious because i feel like i'm the one percent that hasn't <laughs> probably <laughs> you're right probably. just like yeah like whatever i don't care but um yeah i mean what well, i mean yeah that's do you have anything to it. say no. anything else about the cat williams thing i mean cat williams is a very eccentric guy um i will say that um he's funny he definitely gave a lot of aquarian energy yeah but he's a virgo so i don't i don't know um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I said everything that I needed to say. Um, I want to know your thoughts. If you guys did watch the interview, like, what are your thoughts and mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about what we said? Um, yeah. you know, this whole industry shit is weird. Even yeah. Cat Williams and how he is as a person at the end of the day, he's still human and you know, that trauma be trauma-ing. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's really all I have to say. I, I, I have nothing else to say. So if you guys made it this far, amazing. Thank you. Hit the like button, comment, subscribe. You know, we really appreciate your comments. It's always nice to see, you know, what part stood out to y'all when y'all mark the moments of the episode. (laughs) I really like that. It really shows like I, you know. You're locked in. You're locked in. in. Hell yeah. So we appreciate everybody that tunes in every motherfucking week. Yes. Every Tuesday. So, yes, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram. That's J-E-S-S-I dot strange. And where can they find you, Tiana? You can find me on Instagram at randomania1, but you can find the podcast on Instagram at the Petty Headquarters. And if you want to watch episodes on YouTube, it's on my YouTube channel at Petty Sim Productions. We release episodes every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. We're on Spotify, Apple, all those podcast platforms, and we're on YouTube. So, yeah, if you want to check out my funny sim talks, go to my TikTok, Petty Sim Productions. And that's about it. So, yeah, we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. And this was your weekly dose of mess. Blah, 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 blah.